I have a question for you guys. I need an over-under okay. on this. Well, okay. it's a bo- podcast, so you came to the right place. Thank God. So, it's November as we record this, 2021. I know. What? Shocking. It, it sneaks up on you. The play date is supposed to ship in late 2021 do we think it will make it before the end of the year or not <laughs> i say yes i say yes you think so I say yes I with all the supply it. chain legacy nodes problems you think they can get it <laughs> legacy together nodes. what did you get that from a podcast do you not know about the legacy nodes that's tim cook's favorite thing now it's he talks about how all their <laughs> supply chain problems are because of legacy nodes Legacy notes sounds like a sequel to Lemmings, honestly. That's my read. Legacy notes. I hate to break it to you, we're all legacy notes. <laughs> Soft layer. Uh, <laughs> that's, what I was, that's what I was shooting for. I think it'll ship before the end of the year. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe some, like I would say at least 100. some of them. I would say that, yeah. that they will hit the date and some of them will get out by. Okay, but not ours. By the end of the year. But. <laughs> <laughs> I am a little worried because I realized that it shipped. Short and stout. That doesn't even really make sense, but okay. It absolutely <laughs> does. I stand by it. <laughs> I will defend yeah. it to the death. All right. Well, uh, fight on. Mm. I had it shipped when I when I placed the order all those months ago. Uh, it went to it's it's going to my old apartment. <laughs> we'll see if it forwards across the street <laughs> or gets lost in an endless black hole of mail. Why forwarding. would you do that? Because I, I hadn't moved yet. <laughs> yeah, but okay, anyway, you knew you were going to move. Yeah, right? I guess I didn't really have faith it was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> guess not <laughs> likewise likewise you don't have faith in in uh panic and <laughs> yeah let's not forget that i was doing that as i bought literally as i walked onto a jetway of a plane oh, so true. i was not I really thinking about plane. that <laughs> look at this guy uh, it's weird because i ordered mine to dan's house so either way he'll he'll oh, get one. well i'm all set then hmm. all right yeah really yeah thank and god i ordered mine to lexus I, no, oh I wow why do, we, why do we do this guys <laughs> i think we're codependent <laughs> Yeah. We I ordered one for every Rebound Prime subscriber. So it was one per, but <laughs> you get them all. True. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. I get exactly. a play. Okay, that, that might be true. He's yeah. again. He's tiling his bathroom in them. <laughs> I don't. I was thinking about things I'm still looking forward to before 2021 ends. I was like, oh, the play date that's supposed to ship, right? And uh, yeah, we'll. I guess we'll see. But if anybody at Panic listens to this podcast and wants to let us know, just on the DL, you know where to find us. <laughs> it's not impossible. That's on the Discord line. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I yep, nope, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah. To answer your questions, I don't intend to buy the Peloton thing <laughs> that they announced today as we were no, Nobody asked. <laughs> yeah, you were wondering. I, I well, I, you, since you already had the bike, I didn't think you were going to do that. But we have the bike and the treadmill. So I, I'm like, oh, when gosh, I saw Peloton yeah, announces a new thing, I was like, oh, you're going to buy it. So, so yeah, you have the you have the bike and the treadmill. You're definitely going to get this eventually. And the sticker on his laptop. We established you're, this. <laughs> Yeah. No, honestly, what You're I gonna want... You're going to get it eventually. So Peloton unveiled Guide, which is a strength training program Guide for English? TV. It's basically, yes, it's basically a, uh, an, uh, an Xbox Connect kind of thing. It's like a camera that looks at you and can tell X- you... Xbox right. Connect, there is, a, there is a reference for 2021, if I ever heard Deep one. Cut. But what I, what I decided I wanted today, not that I'm going to get, but I think I, think I want Tonal. That's, I think I want a Tonal. What, what tonal? is that? So Tonal is a weightlifting... Oh, is Peloton it that thing? competitor thing. Is it that and thing that attaches like to your digital wall? Digital weight. Yes, it attaches to the wall. They have to install it into your oh wall. Oh my God, Lex, it looks so dumb. <laughs> I read a review of it that I was like, oh man, it is good. So oh I was like, God. I don't, I don't, uh, don't get that. Don't, don't be that guy. 
Don't be yeah. okay. You guys, you guys just don't want me to get like super built. That's yeah, that's it. That's definitely it. My parents have a Bowflex. It's awful. Oh, so it, they have a thing that collects dust that sits around and never gets used. Not the same thing. No, I know, but it's like, but just get get free weights. Get free weights. That's the best. They don't even cost anything. <laughs> you just pick up your children. They're free. <laughs> <laughs> We went different ways with it, but I'll allow it. If you if you steal them. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, get a gym membership for one month. <laughs> yeah. And then just, you know, pocket pocket a bunch of weights. <laughs> <laughs> they, they build that into the price, basically. Just, it's know. like the little bottles of shampoo at the hotel. They just assume you're going to take them. <laughs> Slide a 50-pound ring into your pants. <laughs> Those better be hella good pants. <laughs> That brings us to our sponsor, Hella Good Pants. I think exercise equipment is mainly stuff that collects dust, but that's me. I just want to put it out there, I am I am the counter argument to that. I agree I with you. I know you use your stupid bike while you're on your treadmill or whatever. <laughs> I, I'm on literally every day. So like I, I don't worry about my dedication to the cause. It's just like, I don't, I, I don't know. Because like the Peloton, I have a couple weights that, you know, you can do Peloton weight classes, but they're not as fun. I feel like the, the I'm not going to get the tonal right now, and it's it's way overpriced. You're definitely a poster child for like the gamification of this. I feel like I really yeah. the part of it that that matters to me is not the gamification. I don't care if anybody knows my quote unquote scores. I have never been a gym person because I don't want anybody else to see me while I'm working out. So I appreciate getting what feels like um, what do you call those private instructor like a trainer. Working. A trainer. I like personal trainer style instruction without anybody being able to see me. And that's the sweet spot that these things hit for me. But not Apple Fitness. No, who's got time for that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, mm. check. I mean, you already get it for because you pay for the bundle. That's right. So you're just paying yeah, for yeah, more for stuff. For free, really. I pay for it. It's yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little unclear on the, uh, the what free means in the podcast, <laughs> I think. It's in my yeah. name. <laughs> <laughs> also also how it's spelled <laughs> <laughs> Un- unclear on a lot of things was the f- original name of this podcast uh well here's here's things that i know we can do we can answer questions from our listeners our rebound prime subscribers can we though and so of course they, they became rebound prime members by going to uh, prime.reboundcast.com maurice kelly has two questions uh first he wants to know now that they've been around for almost a year what is your take on AirPods Max? Having heard Moltz wax lyrical about AirPods and AirPods Pro across two different podcasts recently, I've realized I hear very little about the Max. Too expensive. <laughs> yeah. Too rich for my blood, I no, think. And none of us have them. So. Yeah. 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 I heard good things about them, but I agree that it's kind of like... I heard things. It sort of died off, essentially. Like I, it, when, it, when they first came out, people were talking about them. And every once in a while, I hear people talking, mentioning like, oh, yeah, I wear AirPods Max, whatever. But I haven't really heard people talking much about them, nor has Apple said much about them since releasing them right it's not like they've well, what are you gonna say are i mean they I mean, can keep talking about them. how great are great their headphones are we sell a wide range of amazing headphones <laughs> the best headphones on the market i don't know i mean okay. i guess they don't really talk about their beats headphones either but yeah they rarely i mean they rarely yeah. talk about that brand that i mean i guess they do uh, do they do it on the on the conference call the quarterly call i don't even they don't might know. pop up from time to time, time but they've... not often yeah. now right now and I thought maybe when they first bought Beats that they do like occasional Beats events, but they really, they're yeah, very no. quiet about Beats. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't think it's ever, I mean, ever been significantly mentioned at any of the events for sure. Some of the headphones for Beats get features like, you know, when the features come to the AirPods and stuff like that. Right. But yeah, right. other than that, they don't really tr- yeah. trumpet them or anything. 
Yeah. Well, if you can't beat them. Uh, and then Maurice also asks, does Lex say, look at this sky when he sees a nice sunset? Probably. Mm. That's happened. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like something I would do. <laughs> if what was the largest Zoom slash meet slash FaceTime slash Torsi grid window you've taken part of, both at work and with friends or family? We missed our 10-year anniversary. Yeah, it's been a while, but instead of meeting at the castle, our wedding happened. I surprised my wife bringing a laptop with a running meet and about 40 friends and family members. And a bonus question and a possible segue to the next ad read, how long have you been married? Mm, <laughs> mm, running meet. I definitely did some group, like some events that had lots of people in Zoom. Like Lex, you and I, we did trivia at one time. There, right. were, some, there were a bunch of people on that. So I, I um, once a year, and I think this will be the third time now, uh, maybe a second. I don't know. I have been emceeing an event for a nonprofit I work for called uh, the Sam Fund at the Expect Miracles Foundation. And that's like, it is a, a basically a Zoom, but it's being broadcast out to thousands of people. I just can't see all of them. <laughs> They're only in chat. And then, I mean, I do all hands at work that have a couple hundred people sometimes. So, Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The most I've ever done is like 12 for a, for a friend's birthday. We regularly during last year, during the pandemic, we did like group, like family Zooms for birthdays. And that was usually, there were like 20 people on them, but not like 20 yeah. different windows because it's like little family pockets and stuff. But right, right. not not a bunch that I'm trying to think. And I did some like conference stuff where it was like, you know, more like webinar style, right? Like Lex was talking about where it's like, I'm on a panel or something. And then people are watching the the stream of it or what have you. But yeah. Yeah. I have been married for a very long time. Is that is that an acceptable answer? It's been a while. Less than Waltz. I was <laughs> I, I was I'm married eighteen years. 18 wow. Years. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I got married very young. <laughs> it is true. I got married before when I was twenty two. Been married twenty five. So Wow, you guys. I've been married two and a half. <laughs> 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 and i'm older than lax which is the thing <laughs> dan is the only rebound host to invite other rebound hosts to his wedding uh, neither Waltz that's true it was that's very true. rude of you guys not, not to a, invite it us. was not a thing back in 1996 you should have known mm, should i have also you were like in grade school so I don't... <laughs> <laughs> 25 no i was in high school that, that, i was in high that, school that would have been a little weird that still would have been weird Some i'll give you that in seattle has invited me to <laughs> I guess I gotta go. It says here we'll be best friends in the future. <laughs> oh, you guys are best friends. Oh, and I'm the third wheel. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he was reading the one I sent you. Um, uh, Jack <laughs> wants to know. <laughs> I, I consider this to be a multi question, but why no Rebound Prime T-shirts with the podcast logo? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, John. Yeah, could, uh, yeah, I'm constantly, constantly thinking about uh, new T-shirts. I just put out a new T-shirt last night, as a matter of fact. But I, um, um, <laughs> unrelated to this podcast, uh, but actually related to Apple TV because uh, it's a. Fa- I have two uh, two foundation based T-shirts. Um, I saw somebody post recently that they, I think maybe it was on Post Secret, which is where people send secrets in on postcards. Uh, but they posted that they think in Facebook status updates. I feel like Moltz, you sometimes think in T-shirts. I think that's possible. That is possible. Yeah. Mm. Right. Well, get get cranking on a new rebound. Prime. So I haven't, I haven't, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm noodling, I'm noodling in another rebound T-shirt, but I haven't come up with a good idea yet. So. It's been a while. It, well, <laughs> <laughs> I started that one. I sent you that image. I haven't gotten, back, gotten back okay. to that though. All right. Well, there's lots of room there. Yeah. I mean, 360 odd episodes. There's there's a lot of material. It's a gold mine. <laughs> we have more than an episode for every day of the year, Dan. I know it's true. Even on a leap year. That's right. Thanks to today's episode. Dan, uh, I know Moltz did, but I'm curious whether you watched the Apple TV original movie, Finch. Did you do the homework? I'm glad that you asked because I invested two hours in that movie today. 
And if we didn't talk about it, I was going to be upset. Oh, good. Are we doing that now or in the bonus episode? Well, I was thinking we could do a little bit now, okay. spoiler free, and then have a spoiler full conversation in the bonus episode. Okay. Sure. We can mm. do that. Okay. That was my analysis. What'd you guys, so what's your overall take Why'd on the movie? I'm, I'm conflicted, but I want to know what your take is on the, on Finch is a, an original movie on uh, Apple TV to, that just came out recently. It stars Tom Hanks and a robot and a dog. I'm trying to think how to frame it in a way that is not spoilery in terms of my overall feelings of that movie. I mean, because I would say, yeah, go ahead. I liked a lot of it, but I think fundamentally there are some like base elements of just the, the themes of the story that are not, uh, not a thing that I feel like I necessarily watch a lot of slash want to watch right now, <laughs> if that's fair. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Okay. And what were you going to say, Molt? I just I thought it was you know basic Tom Hanks fare. Uh, and Tom, Tom and Hanks probably... is alone and talks to inanimate objects. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and maybe and maybe, but maybe a uh, little my bit more. Is Tom Hanks hates people. More, you know, Tom Hanks on streaming fare. <laughs> I mean, it's got a lot of nice special effects and everything, but oh I mean, yeah, it looks it looks great. They certainly didn't <laughs> spend a lot on other actors. I I so. like the Tom, I think Tom Hanks did like movies where it's like, oh, I can shoot this in like two weeks by myself. Great, let's do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> like <laughs> I'll knock this out in between like Oscar fair that I'm working on, basically. And he did not have to starve himself for a year in order to right. shoot the exactly. and grow out <laughs> shoot the beard. next part. Didn't even have to shave, guys. I mean, yeah, right, right. I, I liked it well enough. I liked. It. I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was decent. I, I, mean, I, did, de- I, I did not feel that. like it was a waste of my two hours. I could. I, I feel the same. I, I could watch Tom Hanks do pretty much anything, and I thought that he was very yeah. likable in this one. Uh, again, and it, it does feel a little bit like your your Castaways and and some other Tom Hanks movies where it's it's just Tom for a while, and I, it does make me wonder if he hates other actors. <laughs> I feel like him but, him being alone and Matt Damon being trapped places and having to be rescued, and like mm-hmm. there is intersection right with with Saving Private Ryan, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but like you know yeah. he's not alone in that one. He's not alone, but I mean like there's Tom Hanks Matt Damon intersection, but like you know I it, it, there is it is funny sometimes to watch uh, movies where you can see thematic similarities from the same actor working on like you can tell what kind of projects track them right like they seem to right. keep gravitating towards things with the same themes i, I noticed like george when, clooney and gravity i i noticed when i was watching this movie that i wait for the moments in a tom hanks movie when he has lines of dialogue while shaking his head back and forth <laughs> uh, which is a very tom hanks thing but i, I so here here are my issues going as spoiler free as possible I, I found the the robot the, the the featured robot difficult for me to kind of grok exactly what they were going for with that robot for being both so incredibly powerful and capable and also dumb as a fucking bag of rocks <laughs> at the same time like incredible technology but also idiotic like that part i kept being taken aback by like let me ask you a quick question have you have you ever interacted with siri <laughs> <laughs> the, difference is the, ro- the difference is the robot learns <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> I, what I also found interesting was this was clearly, and I had a, I confirmed my hypothesis after the fact, this was a movie that Apple bought already done. Yeah. It wasn't like Apple, because I think if it had been made under the Apple umbrella originally, some of the technology would have been different. Like, there, there are no <laughs> Apple products in this movie. And I, I, I felt like the way it was framed and the way it thought about technology, I think they could have made a very similar movie, but it would have felt a little bit different. I, also I think that if the, that movie was full of Apple technology, it would have felt way weirder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I also thought that the um, other robot was very R2-D2-esque. So I'm just putting that out there. As a non-Star Wars expert, I thought that that one, they, they tried to, they, they cribbed a little bit from Star Wars. That was my thought. Well, I mean, it's, it's like many, in, in a, like a non, 
uh, anthropomorphic. Not right. That's not the right word. A non-human shaped robot. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Often. It's like a like a Mars rover. Yeah. Um, or a. Uh, I mean, there are other Star. I Wars assume rover. it was a reference. I, I maybe it wasn't, but uh, it seems like it might have been a reference to Silent Running, which had a robot in it named Dewey. Yeah. But. There you go. Could be that. So I, I watch. I, I watch all the robot movies. Yeah. I think no, my I take overall was. <laughs> I don't know why this movie exists. Like I don't know what the overall message is. There was nothing in it that surprised <laughs> me. There were no beats where you're like, well, I didn't see that coming. It was exactly yeah. what I expected. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There was nothing shocking about it. It kind of painted by numbers. I think the. I would argue, and we'll talk about this, I guess, more in the bonus episode. The most surprising thing, in some way, was the ending, which seemed like not surprising necessarily, but it's like, oh. Kind of feels like you you're setting up over. a different story too, right? Like right. a tonal <laughs> shift. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, that's odd. Okay, but I mean, at the same time, I'm glad that movies like those do still get made, as opposed to everything. You know, so many yeah. of the things I watch are blockbusters, which I enjoy. But I like that there's a variety, and so it was kind of it was nice. It's been a long time since I've watched a movie. It's been a long time. time. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> That wasn't, you know, like, oh, this is a big, like, IP adaptation or a franchise or something like that. And it was, you know, it was, it was nice. It was a decent movie. I agree with you guys. Yeah. And I, I can't remember who, but there were two other, like, named actors who were originally in the film. And then they basically cut really 98 percent of them yeah the, oh. you see, he has a flashback at one point yeah. where he remembers some people. And those were... Like named actors in that scene, but they cut everything else except for. Oh, that I moment. didn't even. Rec- I saw the oh. credits and didn't recognize the name. So yeah. Oh, my, my, maybe those weren't the two people, but there there were basically two other. God, if I had the names, then this would be far more interesting. I'll I'll, I'll report back later in the show. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, can we uh, talk a little bit about smart home tech? Because I I made two purchases. <sighs> I read about this. I would love to talk about that. Sean Moltz just groaned. <laughs> One is the uh, the Lutron Aurora I bought, which I did not know was a thing until I stumbled across a post about it, I think on 9to5Mac. It's essentially a thing that is designed, a switch that's designed to work with hue bulbs. And what's clever about it is that it is a two-part thing that's like a little bracket and then a switch that clips onto the bracket. And the bracket screws onto your standard like toggle light switch. So it solves the problem of if you've got like overhead lights that you've put smart bulbs in, but you have to leave the switch on, right? Because if you turn the switch off, the smart features stop working because they don't have any power. And so right. it's basically like a little, one of those, like, it looks kind of like the dimmer knob switches and it yeah. just, it just bolts on and it works really well. I mean, it's very simple. It's just a smart switch that controls some bulbs that you tell it to, to control, but it can do the dimming. Like you can rotate it for dimming. You can turn it on and off. And because it clips on to the toggle switch and basically like locks it into position, you don't have to worry and you basically get your wall switch to work like a normal wall switch while also being able to control it from your phone or with Siri or whatever, which I thought was very clever. I mean, it's a little ridiculous. This project, this, this product exists, but it solves a problem that I have for like 40 bucks and I'm like, great. Uh, I'm, I'm sold on it. Is there a battery in it? Yeah. It's got a little coin battery that you can take out and replace. So I don't know. I was. I thought this was an impressive little pro- product, and I was glad to see that it exists because, I having put the the hue bulbs into my overhead light in my office, I had run into this problem where like I would try to go into my office to get something, and I've got like a a hue dimmer switch in here that's on a like a magnet on my filing cabinet next to my desk, but I had to like stumble in and try to find it, and it's like oh, this is so annoying. There's like there's a switch on the wall. Maybe I should just put my you dimmer switch next to the light switch and maybe then i'll remember to use it 
but I would still probably end up accidentally like flipping the light off at some point or something. So I, I think this is a very clever solution. Yeah. Whenever I'm angry, I am flipping the light off. No, I, I, I read your article on six colors about this with interest. Like we have a lot of different smart home devices in the house. And if I obviously I was doing it over again, you'd standardize on like one thing if yeah. you could, yep. but certainly like I talked about a couple of weeks back, moving my, uh, uh, home bridge, that was called home bridge set up to the, Synology has has made a big difference because now I can control a lot more from the home app. Yeah, but my Wemo switches, which I know I talked about on the show, once got forgotten by things and and stopped working. Mm-hmm. Have done it again. Like uh, uh, they're, they're all they're all anonymous again. And I have no idea why. Nothing th- changed. I tell you, it, it definitely. I I've noticed inconsistencies like trying to do things that get slow, or the home app loses stuff all the time, where it's like uh, not responding or tells you everything is updating perennially, and. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, part of me thinks this might get fixed when they um, the the Matter initiative, which comes out next year, which standardizes <laughs> stuff, and if they move to Thread, which is far more robust than Bluetooth, which is you know kind of shitty. Yeah, that will help a lot of these things. But then again, at the same time, I'm like, oh my god, I don't have to rebuy shit or buy new shit. Like that's just annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm staying out of the market. Yes, you're you're very well, sad. Yeah, an anti I'm gonna wait four thousand years until it's perfect. He just wants smarter home. I get it. I get it. Uh, Skeet Ulrich, by the way, one of the actors who was cut. From Skeet Ulrich Ultimate was, was in there. Yeah, I believe he was the guy in those scenes. But oh. originally, originally one of the characters was going to meet these folks, and then they cut all that stuff. Yeah, interesting. Okay, I also bought my first smart lock, mm. which I was was kind of a splurge because I saw a sale on Amazon for a model that I was interested Love in. That site. Love that uh, website. Love. I shouldn't even mention <laughs> it. This is a, have you, Lex, are you familiar at all with Level? No. Okay. So they make a couple, they make a lock, but they also make this very interesting thing called the Level Bolt. Level Bolt, basically, you can convert an existing deadbolt into a smart lock, but it it goes inside the lock. So essentially, you take your deadbolt apart and you put in in the little device inside of it, which has like the little bolt that throws out, but it also has a motor in it and like a Wi-Fi and Bluetooth connection. Then you put your lock back around it. So it still works if you use your key or you have like a thumb turn on the back of the lock. All that stuff still works, but there's also like a motor inside that you can, you know, hook up and it's uh, HomeKit compatible in this case. And it also does like some of the like proximity features with Bluetooth. It's very clever. And what I like about it is that you can put it in and it basically is like from the outside. It doesn't look like it looks like a standard deadbolt because it is a standard deadbolt. It just has this device inside of it. Now, is this the kind of thing that you install yourself or that you pay somebody more I, handy than you to? Install? I did it myself, um, which I felt confident doing because I recently rekeyed the locks in my house. So I had to take them apart for that. So I, by that point, I was like, oh, yeah, I know what this looks like when I take it apart and I know how this would fit in. I think the biggest problems I ran into were one, it turned out that my deadbolt, although it was a fairly common make, it was old enough that it was not compatible because it just had the shape of it wouldn't fit around the device. So I did replace, I spent like 30 bucks to buy a new deadbolt from the same manufacturer or whatever. And I had to use that. So that was a bit of a pain. And then the issue, the bigger issue is, and this was a problem that predated the, the smart lock. The lock alignment on my door is not great because of the way they installed yeah, it. Yeah, I was wondering about that part because that, that's know. that's the thing that's stressful. Yeah. It's so annoying. 
and it's like i could put in a new strike plate but i'm gonna have to like chisel out part of the door frame and stuff and i'm like this is too much fucking work so i've got it in there now and it works but if i think there's a temperature issue where some temperatures the door closes fine and at some temperatures it doesn't it kind of sticks and it's so but that i mean this was a problem with our pre-existing deadbolt but it just it lessens the utility of the smart deadbolt as well because if you pull it closed and it, it just doesn't lock all the way, it's like well then you know. What's I, the I point? have several <laughs> thoughts here. One is that when you go to Level's website, which I googled while Dan was talking here, uh, they have quotes from The Verge, iMore, and TechHive. And <laughs> yeah, I did uh, laugh TechHive from the parent company that uh, also has MacWorld IDG. The quote says, "Level Bolt's hardware certainly feels like something Steve Jobs would have made." A quote I hate on several levels, but Dan, do you agree with that assessment <laughs> or what they're trying to imply? No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, then then why, let me put then this why way. did you write it, Dan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's attributed to Dan Morin. Who did write it? Um, I think what's nice about it is that it feels very seamless uh, in terms of its integration. Uh, one of the really clever things I like about it is that because it has to have a battery in it. Um, yeah, I was going to say, again. But the way the battery that's I, works... That's all I can talk about is batteries. Uh, the way the battery works is you basically, you throw the bolt, so the bolt comes out, and you unscrew the cap on the end of the bolt, and the battery just goes in the like the bolt shaft. Oh, okay. Which that's is clever. very that's clever. Easy. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of little touches like that where I feel like, you know what, this is this is pretty good. Like, the fact that it is, it's not super ostentatious as a door lock... You know, like it doesn't have a giant keypad or anything on it. Like it just looks like a standard door lock and it just got, you know, a little smarter. I think is very well put together. But, and most, I think almost all of the shortcomings, I would chalk up to two things. One is just having to interact with imperfect hardware, right? When it comes to like a door, I think all there is always a little bit of challenge with that stuff because houses are so different. And then two, I think. Bluetooth as a protocol, as we just discussed, is fundamentally just a shitty protocol for this stuff. It yeah. doesn't work very well uh, in certain ser- It's slow, like it has limitations in terms of, you know, how far away you can be or whatever. Like, it's not very precise when it comes to like geofencing and geolocation. Like, more and, and more. It's, it's my primary annoyance with yeah. uh, Apple's home app. Yeah. Like, because I have smart locks because we got new doors during the pandemic and they came with smart locks that are random schlag smart locks. And you have to choose. They can either work with Echo or they can work with Home. And if they work with the Echo, you have to buy a separate Wi-Fi device that literally doesn't work with any modern internet setup. So I was like, well, let's go with the Home app. And like, because I don't have a Home hub, I think most of the time if i say hey unlock the door it's like yeah it's not responding because it's too far away yeah or or it's like on mine i got one where i asked the siri to to unlock and it's like i sent the request i'll let you know (laughs) i'm like that is not reassuring (laughs) i mean part of the reason i wanted it was because cat frequently does not bring her keys with her when she goes to work and so I was like, well, this will be so convenient because it'll just unlock, you know, when she comes home or she can unlock it with her phone or whatever. And it's like, it mostly works, but it feels like it could be so much better. And that that is where the frustration this, comes in. For me, our smart locks replaced dumb mechanical push button locks, which I loved because there's no battery, but it's still, you don't have to have your keys. So now it's like electronic buttons and there is a battery and the battery very much too quickly died. Mm. <laughs> I had a kid who couldn't come into the house the other day and I was on a video call and she's texting me, can you let me in? And I pointed out that she could open the garage and come in that way, which she eventually did. 
Anyway, Dan, before we go much further, yeah. not you, Maltz, uh, we should okay. mention that this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by The Intrazone. I, it says here that the host is supposed to discuss the enjoyment in finding new podcasts to listen to. It's effectively my job to do exactly that, and I, I do because I How like it. How do you it. feel about it? Yeah, I, I enjoy it. There's I think a lot he's going to come out in favor of finding it. new podcasts to listen to. If you're looking for a new show to listen to, The Intrazone is a bi-weekly podcast with conversations and interviews hosted by the SharePoint team on how SharePoint, OneDrive, Teams, Viva, and more can work for you. You'll hear from guest experts behind the scenes and out in the field, so you can see how SharePoint and Microsoft 365 fit into your everyday work life and learn more about the flexibility when working with content, workflow, search, and more. Each show covers a bunch of segments like news and announcements, a focused topic of the week, guest perspectives from product experts inside and outside Microsoft, and upcoming events, conferences, and workshops. And the topics for each show are really interesting. Previous episodes cover Microsoft lists, AI and machine learning, cloud administration, and more. Dan, you listened to this show, didn't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and specifically, I heard uh, an episode where they talk with someone from Northumbrian Water, which is like a water supply uh, company in, in, in England and Wales. And they were talking about the, the challenges of locating documents. Like, okay, you can find a piece of paper pretty easily. But like, let's say you have 20 million documents and you need to find a specific piece of paper. That could be pretty challenging, right? So they talked about how they used a variety of Microsoft tech to sort of make that a, a system where they could easily find something when they're looking for it and where they could like auto-classify and auto-tag things like maps when they came in or uh, data that they're mi- migrating or uh, data that they're creating outright. So. Uh, I think we've all struggled from that whole, like, I've got a giant pile of papers here and I can't find what I want. But imagine you had 20 million of them and you were trying to find (laughs) the right one. So there you go. Well, go and listen to it now. Just search for The Intrazone wherever you get your podcasts. That's Intrazone, I-N-T-R-A-Z-O-N-E. Or just click the link in our show notes, courtesy of John Moltz. Go check it out. (laughs) Our thanks to The Intrazone by Microsoft SharePoint for their support of The Rebound. And that's the show. <laughs> well, we made it to the ad. That's we all that matters. I, got, I have other notes. I have things we need to talk about. Okay. I'm ready. Um, all right. Which, which of you, and I'm going to guess it's Lex, Lex um, has sub- sub- subscribed to Twitter more. Blue. <laughs> I, I, have, I have not subscribed to Twitter Blue, but if, if they really did bring back Nuzzle, then I'm at least intrigued. Okay. Two, three bucks a month is what it is, I think. I think and, it's three bucks a month, yeah. And it lets you... The, the, the lack of... The one thing that it apparently does not include is like of basically getting rid of ads right it so, gets rid of ads on articles yeah that's that are, so weird i don't understand it weird why do they yeah, do that they, and not get rid of their own ads presumably because well, they I make mean, too I, much money i mean but. i can understand why twitter wanted to do that i can't understand who yeah who signed up <laughs> who for that yeah uh, <laughs> i hope they got a decent deal out of it whoever is uh, providing the articles but and it has a undo button right which you can like undo Works tweets for and... s- 60 seconds right it... so it's like if you post something and immediately notice you made a typo it's fine for yeah, that right? right but it's not right i think twitter's always tried to walk the line between you know dealing with all the problems of that an edit button might mm-hmm. raise yeah. and i mean i guess this is good if your biggest concern is typos but it doesn't really help with a lot of other stuff <laughs> right yeah okay so none of us have it <laughs> no i think there's some appeal to it for me if i didn't use like a third-party client really but it's, i yeah, have yet to thing. see the yes. i've yet to see what the what the thing is that is gonna like convince me yeah yeah that's about right i, I i'm definitely intrigued but i i don't feel a rush to be an early adopter to be the first one to be twitter blue of all my friends and loved ones i mean yeah. twitter already makes me blue if i were verified then then maybe i'd feel differently <laughs> 
I don't know what to tell you. Someone who was verified to him on the podcast. Yeah. Oh wait, I I left okay. MacWorld about one week before they <laughs> verified all the. Oh, you missed your chance. Yeah, I boy, if I were trying to get verified today, it would not be happening. <laughs> I would. Uh, I would. I tried to get verified me. as Lex Fridman. It would. <laughs> I couldn't get it. <laughs> well, he's a university professor now, Lex. So yeah, <laughs> totally screwed. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, did you have you had something else? I too? did. Let's go I back got, to Molson. I, I got. I got. I got plenty of stuff. You guys. Uh, well, two more things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's plenty. That's why I'll cover at least another ten minutes, probably. Right. The the so the net. Remember the Netflix games thing. It now yeah. has launched on on iOS. I could right? not oh. figure out like, how to make it work. I was trying really to find the games before just to yeah. see what it was like, and I could not loca- I could not figure out how to get to them. Well, then I guess you're not going to play Netflix-branded games. I have never seen Stranger Things, so I, two of the five games they are launching are Stranger Things-themed, yeah. so... I, don't know. <laughs> I do... I have, I've watched all of Stranger Things, and I enjoy it, but I, have, I feel absolutely no compulsion to play a game based on it. I watched some of Stranger Things. That one wasn't for me. I, did, I got through two seasons. But yeah... <laughs> It's like if people were going crazy about the games, then sure, yeah, I'd want to check them sure. out. But if people are instead merely talking about the existence of the games, that's no, that's not I, a selling. Yeah, I don't think I've ever played a a game. Have I ever played a game based on? I mean, there might have been some Star Trek games that were fun. Like you know, the one, the one I can think of is the one that wasn't licensed. <laughs> Oh, I was thinking you probably played like Lego Star Wars or something. Oh, that's that's true. Oh, that's true. Yeah, all that. But I guess so. Those are all fun. I think that's kind of the exception. Yeah. I, Usually, I mean, so many of them, so many of them turn out to be really crappy is what I'm saying. I, I think that if, if Netflix is thinking creatively about stuff, that's good. I mean, their <laughs> but, yeah. goal is to keep you in the app and engaged with what they're doing, right? So like, but the issue the is, is, are they spending money on these games or are they just like, oh, this is, let's just throw them a few bucks and have them make some games and maybe some people will like that. <laughs> like, I, I need... I need my games to be in a different app so I can have Netflix open and then play games and something else at the same time <laughs> that I'm watching something on Netflix. Mm, yeah. I, I recently, speaking of Netflix, I recently started watching Lucifer and I, I can't remember if that's a show that Dan has I previously. Have, I've seen all of it. Loved upon. Okay. So I, I should stick with it. Uh, right now I'm, I'm, I'm liking it, <laughs> but not loving it. I just want to, it's, how, it's, how far in are you? Um, early season one i'm probably okay. like five episodes in i think it gets better as it goes like it it, it starts out very much on the procedural bent and that's it, that is exactly my objection is yes. it's very much on the procedural bent right now it always keeps that structure but i think they get better about having ongoing plots that that sort of tie in or dovetail with it like whether Great. thematically or plot wise yeah. but yeah it gets it's very good i i think there's a reason they it got like uncanceled like twice <laughs> okay <laughs> I appreciate that. There you go. Okay. Happy to help. All right, so right Moltz. Topic okay. number three from Moltz's uh, Corner. Uh, topic number three. Well, now that Tim Cook has admitted that he uh, oh, has no, cryptocurrency as part of his portfolio, which of the three of us is going to get some cryptocurrency? Okay. I mean, if <laughs> it seems obvious to me it's which of me. the three of us would, would be the most likely to get cryptocurrency, right? <laughs> I, I, I understand what you're implying. It's the cryptocurrency expert himself. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Uh... I, I would I will never like I I'm very comfortable with the never here I I have yeah. read enough articles suggesting that cryptocurrency is really bad not just for the environment but like that it really is for the most part structured the same way as like pyramid schemes, schemes of your yeah. Ponzi schemes yeah. that's a better term for sure. it yes I get why rich people would dabble the only way I would accept cryptocurrency is if uh, what's his name the the cheater in football who's really good Tom Brady if Tom Brady gave it to me. <laughs> 
because I gave back a football that he wanted. Uh, then I would own that, but no, I'm not going to buy any. That's uh, that's dumb. I don't understand why Tim Cook is doing that. That's dumb. I mean, I, really I, I can understand why as a person who is like a CEO of a tech company that he might be at least curious about it or interested in that, but I don't think that... I wouldn't read anything into that in terms of Apple's point of view. Yeah, I would certainly hope not. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I do think you're, you are right that like the, the company's um, environmental stance would seem to make it incompatible yeah. with, with yeah. cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Maybe they'll invent a way for it to be... Maybe if it runs entirely on M1 chips, it's much more... <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know they still do use they still do use electricity that's i mean true. It's just less less without than going think. without going deep into the amazon part of it for obvious reasons i have thought before and and think still now that both amazon and apple and probably a couple other gigantic companies but especially those two are in a position where they can and even sometimes sort of do have their own effective currency right like you can, I don't get paid in, in Amazon store credit, although it's very close sometimes. But like when you do so much in a single ecosystem like that, and it spans a whole lot of things, like there's there's ways that you never really are using dollars, right? You're just using virtual Apple or virtual Amazon money. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm getting at? That make any sense? Mm, yeah. I'm pretty high right now. Yeah, no, I <laughs> can tell. <laughs> um, so I, like, and that's not the same as a cryptocurrency app, which I understand, but I, I, there's something to me about the fact that like, when you do so much of your train and I listen, whether I work there or not, I do so much of my transacting online via things that Amazon owns. It's, it's interesting to me that like they can control so much like it is its own kind mm. of mini economy. That's all. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like back in the 19th century when you had to like buy at the company store, if you were like out on the, <laughs> out in the West there. So there you go. You're basically on the frontier again. Yeah, uh, and I've I've played Oregon Trail, so I know this is going to go well for me. Yep. Uh, <laughs> just be sure that you buy enough food and you don't die of dysentery. I need some oxen. <laughs> I think. You, you do need some oxen. Can Amazon help you with that? <laughs> we haven't announced it yet. I have no further comment. <laughs> Delivering oxen by drone. <laughs> <laughs> but the oxen were here. right there. Why aren't they first. delivering the drones by oxen? <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> The real oxen was inside us all along? I don't know. <laughs>